What's up, KDHR fam? It's your boy Metal back again another week. I said that so on autopilot that I forgot what the next thing I was going to say was going to be. <laughs> Something like that. <coughs> also, you did it in the wrong order. <coughs> it's words, phrases, sentences. Anyway, so how's everybody doing today? I got Izzy with me. Say what's up. I got Audi Metalhead here. Say what's up. Got Dr. Dave. What's up? How goes it, everyone? How goes it, my friends? Pretty good. My phone died. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. <laughs> that sucks. It's You'll not a big deal. It's just a phone. It's gonna get charged when I get back, anyway. Honestly, though. Yes. Okay, so let's just let's just dive right back into the map of metal and finish <laughs> the eighties, yeah? Hell fucking yeah. I'm ready for this one. Okay, so <laughs> let's make sure uh, real quick so Oh yeah. He's ready. <laughs> oh, oh wow yeah. God you re- oh, Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I have right, a mayhem so shirt for those. Just to make sure we've gone through everything in the eighties before we go over there. We talked about glam metal and visual k we talked about rock yeah. we talked about rap metal uh-huh grunge sludge metal traditional doom avant-garde metal neoclassical metal speed metal melodic power metal u.s power metal thrash metal um right we talked about all those things yep. yeah cool uh-huh. so we have the first wave of black metal yeah <laughs> so <laughs> black metal is an extreme subgenre of heavy metal it often uses fast tempos, shrieked vocals, highly distorted guitars, with, uh, played with tremolo picking, yep. blast beat drumming, raw recording, and unconventional song structure. <laughs> the first wave of black metal refers to those bands during the 1980s who influenced the black metal sound and formed a prototype for the genre. They were often speed metal or thrash metal bands. The term black metal was coined by the English band Venom, Yes. With their second album, Black Metal, yep. 1982. Although considered thrash metal rather than black metal by modern standards, the album's lyrics and imagery focused more on anti-Christian and satanic themes than any before it. Their music was unpolished in production and featured raspy, grunted vocals. Venom's members also adopted pseudonyms, a practice that would become widespread among black metal musicians. Another major influence on black metal was the Swedish band Bathory, led by Thomas Forsberg, under the pseudonym Quarthon. Mm-hmm. Not only did Bathory use unpolished production and anti-Christian themes, but Quarthon was also the first to use the shrieked vocals that yep. came to define black metal. How about that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anybody else think the music is really low? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. That's weird. I'm not sure what to do with the other path. It might be in that mixer. Audi Metalhead, you were saying yeah a whole bunch of times. Yes. <laughs> give, us, give us your take. Uh, I'll start with uh, my first uh, experience with uh, this black metal album. Back when I was still uh, practicing Catholic, I was uh, opposed to the idea of listening to satanic metal uh, or black metal, but then over the years, I kind of like grown fond of it, and uh, Venom became like my favorite, one of my favorite black metal bands, and among other uh, later black metal uh, shit like mm, the Second Wave. Mm. And uh, 
I guess Black Metal, the, the album is one of those albums that you need to hear before you die. Actually, there's a uh, hundred, I think a hundred uh, albums that you need to hear before you die, and Black Metal is one of them. <laughs> Black Metal by Venom. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all I have. I, I, I'll say for now. Um, and uh, no, I'll wait till you, till you get to Viking Metal. Okay. Uh, to okay. Sing this. Okay. Or it might pop up there. We'll see. It's it's one of the stems. It is. So, some of the bands that are in the black metal category: uh, Venom, Hellhammer, Bathory, Sodom, Destruction. Uh, this is. Oh, that's still Bathory. That's Celtic Frost uh-huh. uh, and Morbid. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, um, I want to say I want to add Merciful Fate uh, there too because they did. Um, Two things. They, all, of course, talked about Satanism, the occult, and anti-Christianity as well. Um, but King Diamond was actually um, the one of the influences of black metal due to his makeup, which became later known as Corpse Paint. That was the first band you mentioned. Merciful Fate. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you can discount the first Slayer record either, especially on a bigger scale. Showing mm-hmm. Mercy is totally a black metal. <laughs> iconography on the cover that's the devil and, you know mm-hmm. there, there's no doubt that that's a big influence on, on that style too gotcha okay yeah so, you also brought back memories when you mentioned Destruction I haven't heard that band since I was still in high school <laughs> oh yeah and I need to go back <laughs> I've never been too big on black metal just cause the aggressive Screeching hurts my ears. Yeah, you might like uh, the first wave of black metal since they're more akin to thrash or speed metal. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it is is mellower. Yeah. That you that you just mentioned, Sodom, mm-hmm. Destruction. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that's like. Well, this is the first wave of black metal. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I was gonna mention too, especially with Sodom, just because I actually discovered them when I was listening to a bunch of uh, to a bunch of. Um, uh, thrash bands, specifically when I was listening to a lot of the German stuff. Right. And they popped up on there. So. Gotcha. It was just very surprising. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, again, I'm not too big in this, so, like, I, I don't know. I don't really know a lot of this. Like, I don't even really fully. Um. Sorry. Huh? Nothing. Oh. Um. Like, I know what that black metal sound is and all, mm-hmm. but, like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't it's really fully you, describe it, you know? Uh-huh. Because I haven't, like, I heard one song, and then I was like, nope, this ain't it, I'm out. Yeah. It's like the, what what happened when you heard Merciful Fate or Green Diamond, which, by the way, I apologize for the long-ass song that I suggested weeks back. It's fine, don't worry yeah, about um, it. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention to skip to, like, two minutes almost. But yeah, oh, oh, that's different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but okay. Yeah. Oh, and I wanted to add something too. Um, the other uh, thing uh, I was exposed to, and it, it shows up later, but I'm gonna mention it anyway. Uh, Christian black metal was like the the closest thing to black metal that I heard um, at my youth before eventually delving into the later to the secular black metal. Christian black metal? Yeah. It shows up there later on as on black metal, but I prefer Christian black metal. But there's a lot of shit that, uh, regarding the different terminologies for Christian black metal. 
Wait, that's a total oxy- oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I, that's exactly why. Yeah, I was like, they should have just called it paradox metal at that point. Oh like, my honestly, god! Honestly, though, because yeah. I was, I'm like Christian black metal. It's a thing, but like, like it, black metal is very specifically anti-Christian. <laughs> that's why it's like Christian black metal. My question is, how is like the subject matter like broken up? Do they like talk about like like hell and stuff and like the demons or whatever? As like trying to like use it as a way to like scare people into not wanting to like do that stuff or I'll go more into it later when we talk about on black metal for sure yeah because uh, it's just a lot of stuff that uh, I do want to talk about regarding that but I, I do want to push back on the idea that uh, when it comes to black metal it has to be anti-christian or that when it necessarily doesn't have to be i don't think all of black metal is like that especially with bands like immortal which talk about uh something called last year which is this fictional ice demon world or something right yeah. and like it's fine you can totally push back on it i'm just going based off of what i read you know? oh no i i know but, uh but yeah i mean yeah I would, so, I would say these things evolve too. Yeah, but, that, was, but, that was where I was going to go with it that too. That too, yeah. But traditionally, it's about upside down crosses, oh, yeah. goats, like all over the stage. Mm-hmm. That the lyrics are generally about that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just like I was talking about how speed metal and that that's like gone as a term, speed metal almost. You know, it's thrash metal, power metal. Yeah, it's like so. Uh, so what if black metal became kind of a sound? After a while, I think yeah. what we'll, we'll eventually see. But certainly, it starts out as something. The, the look. Yeah. 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 And it's all about anti Christian imagery yeah. for shock value, I think. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about. What is this? What is Crest Oh, Crest Punk is just like punk, but it's, the, it's apparently a precursor to Grindcore. Yeah. Uh-huh. So grindcore is a genre of music that started in the early to mid 1980s. It draws inspiration from some of the most abrasive music genres, including death metal, industrial metal, or sorry, industrial music, uh, noise, and the more extreme varieties of hard, hardcore punk. Grindcore is characterized by heavily distorted, downtuned guitars, high-speed te- tempi. I think they meant to write tempo. Yeah. Probably. Well, multiple tempos. Oh, oh, no, yeah, Tempai, yeah, I'm sorry. Tempai, blast beats, uh, and vocals with consistent, which consists, sorry, which consists of growls and high-pitched screams. Early groups like Napalm Death are credited with laying the groundwork for the style. Oh, yeah. It is, <laughs> it, it is most prevalent today in North America and Europe, yeah. with popular contributors such as Brutal Truth and Nasum. Lyrical themes range from a primary focus on social and political concerns to gory subject matter and black humor. Uh, an infamous trait of grindcore is the micro songs. <laughs> you want to know how many songs Napalm Death's Scum has? Yeah, that's the album. Yeah, okay. How many? Uh, if I'm guessing correctly, 22. That's ridiculous. I love I love playing the five second song, nine second song. Yeah, that, I mean that is hardcore, <coughs> and it was all yeah. about speed. It was all mm-hmm. fighting speed and fast. They pumped that full of everybody out of the water. 
several bands have produced songs that are only seconds in length. Oh, yeah. British band <laughs> Napalm Death holds the Guinness World Record <laughs> for a shortest song. <laughs> for the sh- <laughs> for shortest song ever recorded with their one second, You Suffer. Yeah. Many bands record simple phrases that may be rhythmically sprawled out across an instrumental lasting only a couple of bars in length. A, revi- a variety of, <coughs> of microgenres have subsequently emerged, often used to label bands according to alternative traits that deviate from standard grindcore, including gore grind, focused on horror themes, and I'm not saying that grind, fixated on I'm not saying that lyrical themes. <laughs> Other offshoots include noise grind, especially raw and chaotic, and electro grind, incorporating electronic elements. Although an influential phenomenon on hardcore punk and other popular genres, grindcore itself remains an underground form of music. And so then some of the bands that are... Yeah, Napalm Death not even grindcore anymore. They're a death metal band now. I mean, gotcha. They've gone away from it, but they're early. those early records are unbelievable. I saw them on that, in that time too. an hour of this. So I'm not, I'm not saying two of these fucking... Is it A, C, or that? Is that yeah, one? yeah, it's that one. Yeah, they're amazing. They do unbelievable. That that EMF song, they do a cover. But I can't play it for my class because of the title of the band. Yeah. yeah. But it's, oh, the cover is so funny. Um, yeah, another band is The Locust. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, they had they had four bands on here. Two of which I already talked about, Napalm Death and Mason. Yeah. And then The Locust and then AC. Yeah. There's one band that I've heard, uh, and, and I want Alan to read it too. Um, <laughs> it, there's this band called 55 Gore. I'm not sure if they're grindcore or something else. I'm not but, reading that whole thing. Oh, so you know about it? You've shown me it. Oh, I have? Yeah, it's the oh. giant paragraph. That's their whole name. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I'll, I'll just pass it around so everyone can see. I'm, it's fucking I, I ridiculous. Totally, I, I don't remember showing that at the Allen, but or metal, excuse me. Um, but okay. Oh, it might not have been you. Maybe it was someone else. Maybe. But, but the thing is, you've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard oh, of okay. it. Okay. I think one of the cool. He's things. about a third of the way reading. Yeah, <laughs> I'm halfway. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be fucking. I mean, surprised. not that, not that this is loved or adored, but this is, I think, an important part of what you need to do in any form of music and this is pushing the extreme of what people find acceptable you know it's pushing the art form to its absolute extreme and trying to push the art form into something new and, and different and exciting right <laughs> yeah for real that's, that's, that's a whole dissertation <laughs> for a band name Honestly, <laughs> yeah it's insane i'm not yeah I'm not, I'm not but, but i mean you have to you have to hear blast beats. You have to hear Napalm Death in your life if you listen to metal, just to hear what they were trying to do. It's, yeah, it's incredible. It's like pushing metal to the farthest extreme of noise, of, of un, uh, unintelligible lyrics. Like I said, I saw Napalm Death. It was an hour straight of that. There was fog all over the stage. You couldn't barely see the band. He's just screaming his brains out, and they're playing 100,000 miles an hour, and you couldn't understand a word. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. I mean, like I said, they're a death metal band now, so they can mix it in, they can mix it up and have different times and stuff, and I think they've been much more successful in their career getting away from it, but the innovation on those early records is important to establishing this as something that's going to continue to grow and move and become something different in time. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I get that. I, get that. I mean, uh, I think that Audi Metalhead has suggested 
other songs from Napalm Death that weren't You Suffer. <laughs> right? I'm not sure. I, if, there, if there's only one... Uh, if there have been songs, it was probably something from their latest album from yeah, 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember the name of it. But but I feel like I've heard nap- uh, other Napalm Death songs that you know are quote-unquote more standard and like... Mm-hmm. It, that is very much quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've had that. Anyway, um, and yeah, that that whole thing is it's 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 chaotic in like a cool way, but it's just not enough for me to do. Like, yeah, I want to listen to this all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but uh, switching gears to something that I do want to listen to all the time. We go to uh, the first branch that comes from uh, black metal, Viking metal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Viking metal is a subgenre of heavy metal music categorized, or sorry, characterized by its galloping pace, keyboard rich anthemic sound, bleakness, and dramatic emphasis on Norse mythology, Norse paganism, and the Viking Age. Viking metal is noisy, chaotic, and often augmented by sorrowful keyboard melodies. Like folk metal bands, Viking metal acts generally utilize some acoustic and other unusual instruments in addition to the traditional metal instruments. The genre of Viking metal was pioneered by the Swedish band Bathory. Yep. The band's fourth album, Blood, uh, Bloodfire Death, was released in 1988 and includes two early examples of Viking metal, the songs A Fine Day to Die and Bloodfire Death. Eduardo Rivadavia of All Music describes this as possibly the first true example of Viking metal. It was followed in 1990 with the release of Hammerheart, a landmark album that formally introduced to the metal world the archetype, sorry, archetype. No, no, archetypical. Oh. Archetypical, archetypical, whatever. I don't care. Uh, Viking metal album. By then, the band had completely departed from the satanic mold and was squarely in Viking mythology. Yep. The Viking metal music of Bathory was characterized by uh, Wagnerian, lengthy epics, ostentatious arrangements, chorused vocals, and ambient keyboards. (laughs) So, other bands in the Viking metal category. Enslaved... Uh, Mythotin. Oh, my vision's messing up. Uh, Falkenbach. Ensiferum? Oh, sorry, Ensiferum. Say again? There's no I after the R. Ensiferum. Yeah, that's not what it's spelled as, though. No. That's why I said Ensiferum, because it's R U M. Uh, Enslaved. Windir. Uh, Amon Amarth. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Equilibrium. Some bands. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was funny because uh, a couple years ago when I started to um, like research metal and like trying to find different genres and all that, I was like, oh, I really like Norse mythology. I wonder if Viking metal is a thing. Because <laughs> obviously this is before I knew But I remember that I tried looking for Viking metal By searching Viking metal uh-huh. <laughs> And actually didn't 
get anything for wow. Viking metal. What wow. I ended up finding was pirate metal. Oh. Was yeah. that how you found Ailstorm? That's how I found yeah. Ailstorm. Of course. Yeah. Which is crazy. So then, as the years progressed, you know, I would still go through finding stuff, and then when I eventually fell uh, across uh, Amon Amarth, and I started listening to their stuff, uh-huh. I was like, this is exactly what was in my head when I tried to look for Viking Metal. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Why yeah. didn't this come up? And like, yeah, that's, that's how I came across Viking Metal. <laughs> yeah. My, my first exposure to Viking Metal was with Obviously, Bathory, which actually sounds different than Amon the Mars. I don't, I've suggested Bathory before from their Viking Metal era. era but I don't know if you remember, um, but, but it's, it's different. It sounds more folk metal-y than melodic death metal-y. That's fair. Yeah, um, and I've kind of had an dip- internal debate on on what defines Viking Metal, and I've, and I've talked to Dave about this too. I don't know if he remembers, um, but I, I I think. At the end of the day, I think it doesn't really matter how, how it sounds as long as you're talking about Vikings. I guess it's Viking metal, lyrically. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. The Vikings were very, very subscribed to the Norse mythology mm-hmm. and those gods. So yeah. I, I used to be of too. the mindset of uh, Bathory was the one, since Bathory was the one that started uh, Viking metal, it should, this is how it should sound or something. Uh, not maybe not to that extent, but no. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. And like to a degree, that makes some semblance of sense. Yeah. Because like, if they're the ones that pioneered it, like this is where it started. At the yeah. very least, this is where it started. Mm-hmm. But like we mentioned earlier, a lot of these genres grow and expand, and like, shit changes, right? Yeah. Like look at what we call heavy metal now versus what it actually started as. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This this whole debate is always going to be prevalent. Of shit changes. Yeah. So, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, but like that—that's also why I said, "quote This is what was in my head for Viking metal, mm-hmm. right?" Because that's what I thought it was, and like, they're exactly what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So to me, Amana Marth just is Viking metal, and like, that's what the sound yeah. is. Because I love the sound. Yeah, I absolutely love their sound. Amana Marth has broken my top five faster than any other band, including <laughs> Avatar. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to go see Elmo no more. Let's do it, bro. Mm-hmm. Next month. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm going already. I already have my ticket. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Pit tickets are 80 or 60 bucks plus tax. For pit tickets? For pit tickets. That's not bad. See the tickets uh, range from 25 to 40, I think. Wow. Yeah. And then it's going to have Cattle Decapitation, Carcass, and oh, one Carcass other band. Carcass is going to be fun. I can't remember. Oh. Who's the deal on that one, actually? The I great lineup. Yeah. I, I can't remember who the third band is. Hold on. I got to find out for my own sanity. See, Juan Amar's Cabot <laughs> Decapitation, which I'm willing to see. Carcass, oh my god, I want to see Carcass. They're good. Uh, I saw them. Yeah. They played at an office one time. Carcass? Yeah. Oh. Carcass is really good. Cattle mm. Decapitation's amazing. Yeah. Obituary. Oh, obituary. Uh, death Metal Band. Uh, yep. I'm not too familiar with that, I, uh, with them. I, I know one song, but that's about it. Uh, you should listen to the end complete. Is that their debut? or? <laughs> uh, I think it's the first or second record. Oh, okay. uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, the Monomars with those guests. I mean, I would say 
uh, for my two cents. Amon Marth to me is melodic death metal. I mean, and then they just talk about Vikings all the time. Uh-huh. So then you're calling that Viking metal, which is fine, you know. Uh-huh. It's just, but it's not. I think you could define their sound differently than you could define their topic. For me, which they're not even on that list, but growing up to me, Unleashed is what Viking metal should sound like. But that's just, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so, and I never, I never listened to Bathory. I never listened to a lot of the bands that, that were mentioned. But when I heard Unleashed, that's what it's, that's how the music spoke to me. I don't even know what they were singing about. I had, <laughs> I doubt the topic was yeah. I remember uh, in an interview uh, with Port Concept, and, and I'm basing this off from a Wikipedia article, he said that, uh, that he decided to use North, Norse paganism as a way to uh, attack Christianity because at first he, he did use Satanism in his in Bathory, oh. uh, but then he came to the realization that Satanism is a product. Well, this is my my words, but to simplify it, uh, what he basically said was Satanism was a product of Christianity, which both of which were hoaxes. Basically. Right. That. That's how he viewed him, and he decided to use Norse paganism as a way to attack Christianity, which is why black metal is under, why it's split from black metal because of the anti-Christian. That makes sense. Yeah. My first experience with it is a band that is not on that list, which is Tear. Oh, uh, Tear. T Y R. Yeah. Uh, it's the it's a, one of the variations of the Y because it has a certain Oh, character I both it. Yeah. Um, they're very much more on the folk aspect. Um, they they do have occasional like um, like screaming vocals, but it's like not necessarily screaming, screaming like going into like the growling like with a monomarth. It's more like screeching at that point or shrieking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, it's very much leaning on the folk aspects. It's um whenever they do go into the more like straight up like traditional metal sound it's it's still using clean vocals but more than often it's usually them singing in the chorus it isn't just the lead singer by himself it's like him along with the bassist and the guitarist but that was my first experience because it was um Back when uh, my family had DirecTV and we had um, Sirius XM on there, and I found them on that because uh, they were they were coming out with a um, with a new album and their their first single, uh, Blood of Heroes, was on there, and that was my introduction to it. Although I feel that the the title track for that album, Valkyrie, is better, but it's also like. Eight, almost eight minutes long, so I won't be suggesting it for th- for this <laughs> as oh, much man. as I love it. All right, but it sounds like you're suggesting this from the outside. So. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's cool. Audi Metalhead, were you trying to Shazam this song? No. <laughs> Audi Metalhead. No. <laughs> no. And it doesn't matter because uh, I realized who was uh, singing. And, uh, well, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so um, we're going to very quickly touch on this border one, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Okay. But death metal—it's yeah. on the border of the '80s and the '90s. 
That means after this, we are in the 90s, boys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We made it to the 90s. Yay. <laughs> Death metal is an extreme subgenre of heavy metal. It typically employs heavily distorted guitars, tremolo picking, deep growling vocals, blast beat drumming, minor keys, or atonality, and complex song structures with multiple tempo changes. Building from the musical structure of thrash metal and early black metal, death metal emerged during the mid-1980s. English heavy metal band Venom crystallized the elements of what later became known as thrash metal, death metal, and black metal with their 1981 album Welcome to Hell. Their dark, blistering sound, harsh vocals, and macabre, uh, proudly satanic imagery proved a major inspiration for extreme metal bands. Metal acts such as Slayer, Creator, Celtic Frost. I love that there's no and there. And Celtic Frost were very important influences to the crafting of the genre. Along with the band Death and its frontman Chuck Schuldner, who is often referred to as the father of death metal, bands such as Possessed, Obituary, and Morbid Angel are often considered pioneers of the genre. In the late 1980s and early 1990s, death metal gained more media attention as popular record labels like Earache and Roadrunner began to sign death metal bands at a rapid rate. Since then, death metal has diversified, spawning a variety of subgenres. And so some of the names in this category, Hellhammer, Possessed, Slayer, Death, Morbid Angel, uh, Obituary, uh, bolt thrower, deicide, 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 deicide. Oh, it's deicide. Okay. Uh, incantation, uh, and that's also more of an Yeah. A few of those death metal bands, by the way, were kind of influenced with from black metal since they had satanic lyrics as well. Just putting it out there. No, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's why I waited to talk about death metal until after we talked about black metal because there's, it's very awkward path. Mm-hmm. But there is a stem coming from black metal, the first wave of black metal, yeah. that leads to death metal, as well as a stem coming from thrash metal. Uh-huh. So like it, 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 that makes sense. Uh-huh. It makes sense. There's aggressive speed and dark lyric. Yeah, death, that's mm-hmm. what I think of when I hear about death metal. Straight up, yeah. just death metal. Yep. But I don't know too much about like regular old, quote unquote, generic death metal. Oh, okay. You know. It has a very, very specific sound. Oh, yeah. I went to see Autopsy, Bolt Thrower, and Benediction. Oh, yes. And it was very clearly death metal. <laughs> okay. And th- there's a rawness to it. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of a muddiness to it, an ugliness <clears throat> to it. Yeah. That uh, a lot of these later death metal acts and some of the subgenres that have come out of it have really cleaned up those elements. The singing is never about being intelligible in any way shape or form um oh that, that obituary album is from the original like death metal wave nuclear blast had a huge influence on that that very first wave of death metal deicide super fascinating they had iconography that i would say people like behemoth picked up on they they the guy sings in like three different voices and he burns an upside down cross into his forehead oh all the time. And he was from the guy's name is Glenn Benton. And he used to call into this Christian show and argue with the guy about religion <laughs> all the time, just to like mess with him like every week. Um, so so DSI has kind of like a famous story that goes along with them. Their first album was 
groundbreaking for sure. I mean, gotcha. death, like they said, Chuck Schuldiner, James Murphy is another big name in that, like the tremolo picking. Every band he was in, he does the tremolo picking. Um, and he was in a lot of those bands. And there was a sound, there was like a Florida death metal sound. Fucking Cannibal Corpse. Oh, yeah. That's, is that gore metal? I mean, I don't know. Death metal. It's death metal. metal to me. That's For me, that's that is death metal. Yeah. I fucking love Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and early Cannibal Corpse is really, it's really early in the, it's oh, like yeah. early I, I actually own uh, uh, the, 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 the version with uh, the original um, logo. Nice. Uh, with the... Uh, that uh, what's his name from Six Feet Under? Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, made. Uh, wow, I can't remember the name. Uh, Chris remember. Barnes. Chris Barnes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. As opposed to Corpse Grinder, who's the guy? Now. Yeah, I think I prefer Corpse Bur- Grinder more than Chris Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> They're great on record live. He just barks and it's funny. But have you heard um, the one song from from their new record from Six Feet Under? No, I have all the Campbell Corp stuff. But not oh, not Six Feet Under? I've seen that. Oh. Sweet picking madness. Oh, man. The guy never stops sweet, sweet picking. It's incredible. Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know about this stuff. No, I have, y'all just talking. I, I, I felt like Vic. <laughs> Well, you, 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 I mean, I think it's, I think you should sit down at some point in your life and listen to Scream Bloody Gore, the death album. Oh, yeah. I mean, just to understand, mm-hmm. like, where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, personally, it was always, like, too raw and too dirty for my taste, but there's tons of people that were massively influenced by it. Yeah. You know, uh, Phil Diner, unfortunately, has passed away at this point. But yeah, back in yeah. 2001. Yeah. But it's brain cancer. But it's a huge, uh, moment in, yeah. in the transition of metal I mean I think death metal really put thrash metal to bed for a long time where it almost like mm-hmm. every other genre almost disappeared and was only death metal yeah. just the subject matter and the speed mm-hmm. of it and, and the way how ferocious it was and that's I mean it's kind of reflected in the map of metal of course we have the second wave of thrash and all that sort of thing that yeah. comes back but death metal dominated for so long yeah. Um, I, I agree with Dave uh, mm-hmm. listening, uh, suggesting to listen to Scream Bloody Gore because uh, that was the earliest death metal uh, uh, that I heard. Uh, I was going to say the earliest death metal song, but no, um, that would have been sacrificial from that album. But but yeah, I, I would suggest listening to Scream Bloody Gore. I love Bolt Thrower too. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Bolt Thrower. I have those records are really, really good. Yeah, I have their <clears throat> their last album. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Bolt Thrower is uh, awesome. I love Autopsy as well. They're like, uh, we talked about how uh, uh, Paradise Lost was like uh, new metal or something. Yeah. No, it was uh, My Dying Bright. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I believe Autopsy was like the first uh, do- Doom Death band before. Yeah. The Peace Field 3. Um, although, one could argue that that's, those are two different scenes. Yeah, right. Which is not wrong. But uh, The craziest thing about Autopsy, the drummer scene. Yep. So you have this like crazy death metal drummer, and, and so the other guys are just standing out in front of It's so weird. Yeah. Huh. Can you imagine that? Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. I want to see Autopsy crazy. live just because of uh, Chris Rayner's. I said that right. Reiner. Reiner. Uh, 
Yeah, of, because of that, uh, of the fact that he's the drummer and the vocalist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, I, I'm going to suggest Autopsy, but in the near future. Gotcha. I have it in the, in, in the works. That's fair. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone off entirely. It's yes. okay. It's totally fine. That's what the point of the show is. But, like, I just... It's the first time I felt so out of place on on the conversation. You know, I'm sitting here and all I'm thinking of is like, this is probably the same thing Vic feels when we're talking about. Because this is what he he said. He's like, I'm here enjoying this. And he's like, yeah, I'm here enjoying this conversation because it's great and I'm learning. But damn, I really had nothing to say. (laughs) Anyway. All right. We need to move. Listen to to death. (laughs) We need to move to news. At least into symbolic. What? At least into Symbolic. That's another one of their albums. Okay. Yeah. But that's like uh, Frog Death. Um. <coughs> yeah, but. Anyway, so, in the world of news, did anybody know that there was a heavy metal cruise happening? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've heard of I've, something. I yeah. told you about the memes about it. Wait, memes? I, I, I gotta hear this. I'm not saying it like I didn't know. Okay. I'm saying it like. Just asking in general. Yeah. Okay. So it's called 70,000 Tons of Metal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did just say that. I just wasn't paying attention to you because I was paying attention to him. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah, 70,000 Tons of Metal, the world's biggest heavy metal cruise. And so then there's... Okay, I can't fully read because why did they do this? Um, this this background is just all the Can we see? tropical-ass background. And then they have all their fucking... Yeah, all the bands on there in like this awkward as in their awkward oh my god, that is everything. It's so hard yeah. to read. I like the background, but the the font needs some work. It does. It needs at least that, the like background is hilarious. It looks like it was like hastily made in Photoshop, like two minutes before it got put up. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. though, but let's see some of the names that are on here. Let's see if I can read them. That says, I can go I over there and help you. Th- yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I think that says Abysmal Dawn. Yeah. Okay. No, I was gonna wear that. Shirt, Amorphous, <laughs> cynic. Uh, I'm coming over there. I did say I wouldn't mind that. As in, yes, come. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Evergrey. Oh, that looks like a fucking Y. <laughs> That's Evergrey. No fucking yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, creators on there. Yeah, I know <laughs> Camelot's. Oh, yeah, Camelot's on God. there. Yeah, what is this? Uh, January 30th to February 3rd. <laughs> 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 I've seen it. I know. Uh, not really. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, that fucking helps. Still can't read there. Yeah, night witches on there. Hold on. Can we read this in order, motherfuckers? Okay, abysmal dom, amorphous cynic, evergrey, and then that's a it starts with an F. Fall. Fall. Fallujah? Yes, Fallujah! <laughs> They're great, I've suggested them before. First ones. First ones? 
Yeah. Insomnium, Jungle Rot, Camelot. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Corpaclani. Creator. <laughs> what is this? Managarm. Wait, if you just hover <laughs> over, it just shows you the name in just plain text. Yeah. yeah. I love back it. back to that one. Yeah, Fallujah. Okay. Uh, this is, we're here. Um, M- Melachesh? Oh, Cash. Melachesh. Okay, Nightmare, Nightwish, November. November's uh, gone. Obscura. Obscura. Ocean of Slumber. How do you know that? Rotting Christ. Sirenia. Uh, Uli John Roth. Visions of Atlantis, Warbringer. Those are not even all of them. This is 23 out of 60 and counting. <laughs> yeah, Warbringer's <laughs> great, too. Yeah. All right, go take your seats, boys. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, man, that's fucking funny. Uh, Holy fucking shit. All right, so let's talk about the rest of this news. <laughs> <laughs> That got chaotic so fast, I love it. Oh, man. All right, so Disturbs Dan Donegan, Donegan embraces being known as the Owa'a'a band. <laughs> That's great. As you should. I love that. I love that so much. The Owa'a'a. Oh, yeah. Did they actually write it? Yeah. Yeah. That's ben great. Wrote it. Yeah. How else was I going to know that that's what it said? <laughs> no, I know, but like, I didn't know that like it was like straight up written as Uwa'a'a'a. Yeah. That was pretty good. I don't think I'll be able to do it. All right. Uh, Dave Massane says, it's time for Metallica to step up and organize another Big Four concert. Uh, yeah, how is that so, going to be yeah, possible? Dumb shit again. So, I don't fucking know. So putting Dave Massane's fucking ego aside... How is that gonna happen with without Slayer? Yeah, yeah. Rough. I don't. I don't think a riot ever comes back. My brother and I talk about it all the time. <laughs> all that stuff. I, I just, I just don't. I don't think he's ever gonna come back. Kerry King's got a band in post office. I don't think a riot ever comes back, which it makes me very sad. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. Is it Lordy or Lodi? Lordy, I think. Lordy. Yeah. To release new studio album next spring. So that's Lit. cool. They're they're like war for yeah. information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous costumes. Yeah, this yeah, is I, heavy I, metal. I, I could see that in there. In <laughs> this the is picture. heavy metal by Lordy. Recommended. Okay, okay. Uh, Tobias Forge is trying to build a new vibe for Ghost's next album. Uh, okay. Okay. Cynic to perform entire Focus album at two special shows in 2023. Do you guys know Cynic? I'm familiar with, with him. 20 bucks says that at least one of those special shows is on the cruise. <laughs> They're on the cruise, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The super uh, frog metal band. Like, yeah. crazy frog metal. Mm-hmm. Apparently, John 5 played along to Molly Cruz, Girls, Girls, Girls. Huh. Yeah, he's in Molly. He's he's taking over from McMars. Oh, right. So yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Well, I mean, like, I meant that, like, there's a video of it. Like, that's what the article is. Watch John no. 5 play along. Oh, my fault. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I straight up thought. I, I completely forgot that he was taking over, so. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Dave Mustaine says Metallica didn't pay him his fair share for band's early songs. 
Dave Mustaine like saying dumb yeah. shit as always. Yeah. yeah, he just likes being. He needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Def Leppard shares official performance video for Kick from Stadium Tour. Sorry, from the Stadium Tour. Anthrax is Scott Ian on Pantera reunion. This is a tribute, and that's what it is meant to be. The Winery Dogs announced three album early 2023 tour. I can't remember who's in that band. Is that Mike Portnoy? It might be. It's, it's big, sure. big like name people are in that band. It's like a super group. Which band? Pretty winery sure. Dogs. Yeah, the Winery Dogs. I've never heard of them. Pretty sure. That's yeah, it is Mike Portnoy. That's right. Uh, okay, it's been a while. A little dog's age is trio known as the Wiry Dog. Guitarist, vocalist Richie Cotson, bassist, vocalist Billy Sheehan, and drummer, vocalist Mike Portnoy. <laughs> yeah, that's who's in it. That's cool though. Um, <coughs> uh, where'd it go? Scroll down on me. There we go. Jesus Priest producer and tour guitarist Andy's, Andy Sneap talks about working with Rob Halford in the studio. I love that story. It's such a cool story. Honestly, though. Yeah. Uh, Neil Sean sues Jonathan Kane over Journey credit card. Uh, what? I'm sorry, Journey credit card? Yeah. It is, is that like the Batman credit card? I was going to say, it's either going to be a Batman credit card or it's a credit card that was taken out because they made um, Journey into like a subsidiary. Is it a subsidiary or is it like straight up company? Technically, that they can a have company. A, a company credit card. Uh, according to Page Six, Journey guitarist Neil Sean has filed a lawsuit against the band's keyboardist Jonathan Kane, claiming in court papers that he set up an American Express card without selling Sean and that millions of Journey funds have flowed through it. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was what I thought. Not oh, reading more. I see, I see I you. You got the face, face palm of disappointment, Dave. Ugh. The double face palm. Oh, yeah. yep. Having so many problems with the, the singer. Photos have been released of uh, Pantera's new lineup rehearsing for upcoming shows. So I don't know if I don't know if new lineup is really the right way to say I was going to say. <laughs> Doug Aldridge explains why he only has brief appearance in Dio documentary Dreamers Never Die. Okay. Not a lot to do with that right now, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Lynn Turner on Challenges of Pandemic Era Touring. I don't know where we're going to end up with this. Yeah, it's still enough. Yeah. I can't believe Anthrox canceled their European tour because they couldn't figure out the plan. Anthrox was a big band that had problems like that. Yeah, bro. Uh, here's something. Ghosts Impera wins 2022 American Music Award oh. for Favorite Rock Album. You knew about that already and you were already so disappointed. Yeah. Why? Context. Um, I think Ghost is like a modern kiss. I don't, I don't think a hell of a lot of their music in the communication of their music. I think it's okay. It's serviceable, but I don't think they're any, it's doing anything innovative. And, you know, if you create a look and you're just standing on the shoulders of Alice Cooper and Kiss, but you're not doing anything musically, I'm not... It just doesn't excite me very much. And he's basically fired his whole band how many times already? So, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know him personally, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't sit very well with me. You know that he's that he's just going from band members like like that. Uh, I, so I don't know. It's just not my. There's so much good music out there. There's so many innovators innovators out there. There's so much wonderful music. These awards are just to me they're lost. They they need better tastemakers. They need better people to come in and say like 
this is the album of the year and this is why. Like, for them to not recognize the new Machine Head to go, you know, basically to towards mainstream metal, that record's unbelievable. That should be Grammys, American Music Awards. It's way better than Ghost. It's combining everything from thrash to, like, the, the most catchy sounds of Machine Head. He sings, he screams, it's passionate. I don't know. I'm just, I'm angry about all the awards. I always get angry about the awards. I get it. It's fair, because, I mean, but I, when I found out about the the whole Metallica losing to, what's his face? Yeah. Yeah. When I found out about that, because obviously that had been passed by the time I found out about it. When I found out about it, I was Stop caring for any of the award shows oh, yeah. immediately. Okay. I was just like, no, fuck all this. Out. Apparently, I heard about this. <laughs> I heard about this on TikTok, and I don't know if you guys know. I know Dave knows because I talked to him about it uh, on Thursday. So it's past Thursday. But apparently, you have to submit a song in order for it to be nominated. You do. It costs money, uh, and you have to have you have to have label support. You've got to get people to listen to it. So it's advertising money that generally buys those awards. So. Uh, Sounds about right. You, you have to be at a certain level, and people aren't just going to go and listen to your stuff. There's yeah. too much to listen to. Too much to listen to it. But the thing that kills me is that you have magazines like Decibel, and you have, you know, like what we're reading, the people who run Blabbermouth, or the people that run you know, Metal Injection, or Loud, Loudwire. There's all these people that are very involved in that world, and it seems to me that they can get better people to vote on this stuff. People on Liquid Metal, like Ian Christie, the historian who does a metal history show. Um, Jose Mangan, who's got on the heartbeat of like all of metal right now. Why aren't these people the ones who are like submitting? This is what you know who he is. He's a Liquid Metal guy. Yeah, you've talked about him before. I love him, and but he's exposed to so much stuff and so much more metal that it's like I'm I'm just. Ghost is a look. I don't. I don't see Ghost as anything other than like a look and a gimmick. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, there was a student in my history of law class who actually really liked that. So when I complained about the Grammy, he, he disagreed with me. He, he, he liked that. But they just won that. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I don't have a much of an opinion on Ghost, uh, but. They've never grabbed my attention. They've never gotten my interest like that. It's, so. yeah. it's a very similar thing with me. I've heard a couple of their songs. Yeah. Do I remember their names? No. <laughs> are they in any of my playlists? No. Because they're, they're like, okay, that's cool. But other than that, like, it isn't anything that I would actively look. Nothing to write home about. Yeah, nothing to write home about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Emus had a new record that was great. I, I, I could have my own uh, For me, Ghost, uh, they're okay. I, I like a few of their songs. Um, but other than that, eh, I'd rather listen to something else. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mostly, mo- most of it is like soft rock. The, and right. and <laughs> others is like metal, like their most recent record. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. But that's all I have to say about Ghost. They're okay. I wouldn't listen to them every day or every kind gotcha. of it, but it's just something like almost like Static X, but mm-hmm. not yeah. so much like Static X. No, no I, I get you. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolf Hoffman talks about why Accept has gone through so many lineup changes, and I don't know what that is, but I relate. 
It's because nobody <laughs> accepted. Oh my god! <laughs> I love but it. Um, right. The fucking dad jokes. <laughs> All right. Villavalo, <coughs> uh, it was the right decision to call it a day with him. I'm assuming he quit the band. No, the guy died. Alex, the, the main guitar player of that band, oh. died. Oh, we're done. Gotcha. Oh, I see, I see, I see. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, James Lomenzo says he was excited about David Ellefson's return to Megadeth in 2010. Why are we talking about something from 12 years ago? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's involved. I can't remember who's involved. There's some kind of like thrash super group that they put together of like former Megadeth people and Dave (laughs) Ellefson's in it. And so they're like doing some kind of tour or something. That's why it's coming up. (laughs) <laughs> because, you know, Lamento hasn't been in the news. So. He's back with Megadeth again, right? Oh, is, is he the one who's back? I yeah, think so. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I haven't been keeping up. Guys, Here's something. Because um, you brought this one up earlier. Frank Bello opens up about medical concern, which forced cancellation of two Anthrax shows on summer oh. 2022 tour. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. The thing I was talking about is they had a full-blown European tour and they canceled the whole tour. Oh. Because they said financially it just didn't make any sense. People don't understand how bad Brexit was for the European mainland and for England itself. Yeah. The, the financial impact has been brutal of COVID. And so bands trying to go across the ocean and not having an easy go of it. You know, not to mention that, like, the COVID... Yeah, uh, rules and stuff are different everywhere, so people are running into a lot of issues. Yeah. Disturbs Dan Donegan says touring environment is logistically challenging due to global inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so here's a video that they had as uh, John Bush rejoins Armored Saint on stage after sitting out shows due to respiratory infection. Oh, it seems like he's doing better. That's yeah, always good that's news. Good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Guns N' Roses is Axel. I hate saying it like that, but that is literally how you say that. Guns N' Roses is Axel Rose pays <laughs> tribute to Nazareth's Dan Mac. Ma- I can't say it. Macaferty. Macaferty. My brain had a moment there. Ah. Uh, Gene Simmons drops another million from asking price of Las Vegas house. So apparently he's trying to sell a house in Vegas for an absurd amount of money. Because and of course he can. Yeah. Well. He's a dick, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've met him. Have you? He's a dick. Yeah. No, that doesn't sound like a good experience. No. Um, here is October 2022's video of Joey Jordison's final resting place. Oh, uh, that's okay. That's all thing. Um, Queen's right. Todd L.A. To- Sorry, I don't know why the fuck I said L.A. <laughs> Todd Latour. Todd Latour. <laughs> Todd Latour. No, no, I got it. I just, I just started laughing. Uh, everybody's trying to get famous quick, and they're not putting in the work. I don't know how I feel about that. Because, like, it's... Arguably, it's really easy to get famous now. Mm-hmm. I say arguably because it's not. Uh, but it's more along the lines of... It's, it's, it's easy to get famous it's hard to stay famous and relevant yeah i think that's what it is because uh-huh. viral videos will launch you into stardom and then you get 15 minutes right and then nobody does anything with it 
No. And then what happened? Like, those two dumbass, I think they were brothers that had the crazy ass hair and all the tattoos. Are you talking about the Island Boys? Those fuckers. The Island Boys got stupid famous really fast mm-hmm. from one stupid ass video. And then now what are they doing? Right? It's shit like that. And I think that might be part of what he's trying to talk to about. Talk about. But without opening the article, obviously, I can't say for sure. But, like, that's my two cents on it is, like, it's it's a, it's hard to <clears throat> stay relevant and famous if you don't have true substance underneath it. What was the exact wording on it again? <clears throat> Everybody's trying to get famous quick, and they're not putting in the work. Okay, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. a different, it's such a different landscape than it used to be. And mm-hmm. everybody's. Dramatically so. Everybody's just yeah. trying to trying to find their way through Not this mention. incredibly crazy, you know, non music industry landscape where, you know, you gotta do everything by yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, we live in an age where we have access to the internet. Yeah. So, That's the, of course, it's gonna be. Uh, uh, I don't. I know he didn't say this, but of course it's gonna be easier to be famous uh, without even having to put in the work. So yeah, again, that uh, goes back to what I said. Like viral videos, you do something, you do some viral video, everybody's paying attention to you, and then you do, and you talk about X Y Z thing. Yeah. And then either people keep paying attention to you or they don't. But like, I think that might be also what he means. Like people are trying to make that viral content without, without some kind of substance. Yeah. Again, that's that's just all I can infer based off the title. I mean, I kind of did. Yeah. Okay. Queen's right from Mintad Latore spoke to Metalarium, Metalarium about the fact that some of today's biggest pop artists have managed to become famous without playing a single live show, and never had to slog it out in the clubs touring in a van. Okay, so it was what I was saying. I was right. Um. I think everybody's trying to get famous quick and they're not putting in the work, he said. I was growing up in bands playing in nightclubs my whole life, and I think people think they're going to be an instant star because of YouTube, or they're very famous on YouTube, but they never played in an actual nightclub and built it up that way. Everybody's trying to build up kind of artificially through sort of social media, but they might have a million followers on YouTube or subscribers. But if they were trying to sell tickets in any city around the United States, Maybe they wouldn't sell a hundred tickets at night. A night. It doesn't translate the same. It's easy to click subscribe. It takes effort and dedication to pay money for a ticket and go see somebody. Everybody's looking for that quick fame the easy way. Todd continues. Even if they put a lot of work into practice, that's great. There's a lot of singers online that sound awesome, but they've never toured. They've never dealt with the brutal travel schedule and the demands of performing live. These guys are, are lip-singing on their YouTube videos. They record it perfectly. They do it a thousand times till it's right. Then they stand in front of a microphone with headphones on and they sing it. But what you're seeing and what you're hearing are not the same. They're singing to themselves. Latoura joined Queensryche a decade ago as a replacement for original vocalist Jeff Tate. Oh, uh, and then just goes on for more Queensryche stuff. But... Um, I mean, he's not wrong, but at the same time, he kind of is because, again, we live in an age where the internet is more, uh, well, not more accessible, but accessible to the masses. And no, more accessible was right. Oh, okay. Because, um, like, there was a time where internet was, like, uh, 
it was this novelty type of thing. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but that aside, yeah. Um, I say I I say he is right though, like because it's, it is stupid easy now with all of this stuff to get stupid famous, right? Mm-hmm. But he's talking about working to craft that fame. Right? right, and that that hard work is what really matters, and all that kind of a thing. And I tend to want to agree with that, you know. Like, with Render Me Insane, I'm, I'm, can somebody yeah. help me? Uh, with Render Me Insane, I try to, you know, make songs that are really cool and that I like, and that my bandmates like, and that um, have potential and substance to them, right? And so, I want to build something that's gonna last right but people that are getting famous on youtube people that got famous on vine people that are getting tiktok famous like they're he's right you do the same thing a million tries until it looks absolutely perfect but that's not the reality of it like you Mm -hmm. know if, if i'm gonna go play a show i'm gonna get it right at the show because i practiced my ass off yeah and right but like I can just edit 16 different cuts into mm-hmm. a into an audio track and then yeah. do one video that looks right. Yeah, it's not the fucking same. No, you know. The yeah. one thing you also need to remember though is that with YouTube stuff, how they're seeing it more than likely is the performance is the video. They're not there to do a live performance. They're there to make a product. They're there to make the video itself. They're not trying to get famous. Uh, like a lot of times with the ones that blow up, like how you said with the viral videos. How many of those are actual people like doing music? Most of the time, it's just them doing stuff for entertainment, um, stuff related to video games or a passion of theirs. All of that stuff can't really 100% correlate itself to live performances. Yeah. It can, but it isn't as a common thing for that. Cuz while he is right, there are there are plenty of people that they they make all those uh all those songs on SoundCloud, they do their stuff on YouTube as well. Yeah. And they get a following on that. But do you ever see them tour? No. Because they're they're more about making music for the recording, yeah, than actually performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I hear that, and you know, when, when you say it like that, like that that does separate. Or am I doing this music for the recording, or am I doing it for the yeah. performance? Mm-hmm. Right. It, I guess that that is an important question. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention, he's leaving out the fact that we can do live streams as well. Not the not that uh, uh it changes the fact that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically performing for ourselves. I mean, technically, we are performing for people too that are watching us. Well, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but <laughs> but like, how much money are you gonna make off a of live stream versus an actual gig? True. There's also that aspect. Like, if you're trying to do it for money, you know, then I would hope that you want to go make money. Now, if you're gonna be like. Oh, you have to pay to get into my live stream type of thing, which I think some platforms do that. Huh, That's yeah. a little different because yeah. it's like, all right. Like, you know. But, I mean, I, I just, all I'm saying though is like, I, I get what he's saying. I understand what he's saying. And like, to a degree, I do understand and, and agree right. with it because like, 
you know, it's 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 different to get famous now than it was yeah. 10, 20, 50, uh, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Plus, the other big one, too, is that he's specifically mentioning it with pop. In the he pop realm. Pop, yeah. And let's be real, in the pop world, it's always been like that. Oh, you yeah. always have to be on top of the main trend. Uh-huh. That's true. Because if as soon as you fall off of the trend, congratulations, you fall off and you're not getting paid anymore. Yeah, that's true. But what do you think, Dave? I think he, I think he missed some of it. I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just the short version is just uh, Latour is basically bashing pop artists because um, they try to get you to things. It's exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> And like they didn't work for. I mean, he's just got a different perspective. Like I think, the, I think the industry is very different to that time. It's a social media-driven world. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know how That's much longer. Big factor, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much longer Twitter's gonna last. I don't know what the next. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what the next thing is gonna be. You know, TikTok seems pretty excitable right now, but yes. you know, that was Instagram, and before that uh-huh. was Facebook. I mean, so I, I, I just don't know. They're, they're, this is a constantly moving target. And yeah. I, I mean, the one thing that seems to be kind of consistent throughout is live artists are going to go out and play live and they're going to hustle and they're going to suffer and do what they need to do to get themselves in front of as many people as possible. You know, mm-hmm. they're playing their, hopefully playing their instruments or actually singing in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. In real life, mm-hmm. which is different than all the shenanigans you can do on the computer. Yeah. 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 So I think that's kind of what he's getting after. Yeah. Evolution. But that's going to do it for news today because we need to do suggestions oh, on the yeah. quickness. Who's got first? I've got one. Oh, okay. Right. DSI. Dead All by right. Dawn. <laughs> oh. So this is... That's an OG. Yeah. Okay, so here's Dead by Dawn. I got a 1990. These earphones suck, man. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I'll get the next one. You mentioned you wanted to hear Viking Metal, right? Your take on Viking Metal. Yeah. All right. Uh... I was originally going to suggest Leaving in Hell to showcase uh, the first of the black metal, but uh, uh, I'll do The Lake by Bathory um, from their uh, Blood on Ice album. What was it's it called? The Lake by Bathory. It's about uh, it's 6 minutes and 42 seconds long. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking of oh, suggesting wait, the... the the, the singing, he says he does. Not one voice. Wait, the singing he does with one voice. What do you mean? Yeah. I think my right. That yeah, secondary like thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's all one voice? That's what he originally It does some other things. Ain't no way. Yeah. I, I doubt it. There's no way. No. What? 
You mean like that he's doing all of that at the same time? That's what he was always calling. Yeah. I fucking doubt it. I have my doubts on that. Have it too. My yeah, God. There's no is, fucking way, man. No. That's insane. This is very. This is a classic song for death metal. I I'd be very hard pressed to put this on the new playlist right now, not because of how it sounds, uh, for the song itself, but because of how it sounds through these earphones. These, right. these are trash. I can't. As I was mentioning, traditional death metal has a pretty low standard production-wise too. You know, that so it's, it's yeah. not incredibly better on great headphones yeah. than what you're hearing. This right, but sound. it would be better on headphones that have both speakers working. Yeah. I can't hear a damn thing out of the right side. Yeah. So that might help a little bit. This is like the signature song. Though. Wait, when I switch one uh, <coughs> headphone set. Fine, we're already this far into the day that <laughs> Anyway. Um, yeah, because all I can really hear is drums and vocals. The guitar work, I can't hear it at all. And I don't mean like I can't figure out what it is. I mean like that, that the frequency is not coming through in this. That, you, you basically just described really death metal. Yeah. In a lot of, in a lot of <laughs> I, I was gonna dreams. say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the focus is the drumming. Okay. It is. The guitar work is literally just uh, it's a fairly repetitive riff. Guitar yeah. Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Yes, guitar Goldberg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This style thing. He was the first one. Yeah. I gotta hear this on better headphones, man. Yeah, it's, All right. it's wild stuff. Yeah, it's the lake Bathory. Yeah, what I was. Oh. oh, go ahead. And so I could get you, try to get you into it. Um, I believe it's. Actually, I have my phone. I can look it up myself. Oh my God. Hold up. I forget the exact. This is name. very quiet. It, it'll it'll get loud. <laughs> That was go. just pure guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't really hear that. What's up, that guitar? I got it. Okay. Hold the Heathen Hammer high. One was hold. Hold. Huh? Hold. Like cargar? Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. All right. I, I, I heard fold. I, I found it. Uh, back here? Yeah. I was originally going to suggest uh, something from the Hammerheart album, but... Their songs are very long. Like, uh, Valhalla is like my favorite one out of all of those songs. And it's like almost 10 minutes long, and I did not want to put something that long into this. So. I like that. Yeah? What I can hear of it anyway. Oh. No. I think I would switch to these. Alright, do it. Damn it. Very goth right now. 
Really? Yeah. I I, I, I never thought of that. Of that. <laughs> I was gonna say it's more like it's very much setting up a certain at- atmosphere. Yeah. But yeah, goth is a perfect word for it. I don't listen to a lot of goth, so mm. it, it just goes over my head. Yeah. It's not the headphones. No, it's the it's jack. The jack. It's the jack. Oh, oh my god. Just so good, yeah. Oh, I can hear from both sides. Oh, there's way more going on than I thought. Oh my god. Okay, good to know this jack is busted. Okay. So. That like echoey shit in the background? Yeah. I couldn't even fucking hear that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like choir or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I would love about Bathory's version of Psycho Metal. I like that. Yeah. It's way mellower than I expected. Yeah. So mellow. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, that's not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. It's very much this with a little bit more oomph for the more folk-like stuff for yeah. tier. Uh, I suggested one of their more faster tunes. Oh, okay. But, like, same atmosphere type of thing, but with a little bit more, um, more, more activity with the strings than mm. with vocals. I just switched my suggestion. Oh. <laughs> so what is your suggestion? Uh, Raise Your Horns by Amon Amar. All right. <laughs> because it's... that's what I think of with Viking Metal. It's yeah. Like, God, that song pumps me up every fucking time. Yeah. Not put your back into the oar. That was a Look, great that song, song is fucking amazing, but like, Raise Your Horns is about drinking, okay? <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. I'm just laughing on tour. Like, they're getting so many of the crowds to sit on the ground and... Well, like <laughs> that's amazing. So that's great. Awesome. Oh, I'm in the pit. I'm gonna probably do that. You are gonna do that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, oh shit! I didn't you, know they were doing that. You yeah. need to do the wall of headbang. I told you this story already. Yeah, right? yeah, you yeah. I've heard of the wall of death. But what is this wall of headbang? I, I, I'm pretty sure I told this story on the podcast before. It might have been when he wasn't here. Probably. All right. Um, when I. When I went to Nafis, when the last Nafis that I went to, yeah, um, Amon Amarth was playing, and it was funny because like Slayer crowd is gonna Slayer crowd, uh-huh. and Slayer was y- on yes, after. Yes, I did. Yes, yes, <laughs> I was at that show. <laughs> oh my god! I know, yeah, because I that's how I that's how I remember I said it on on the podcast before because you and I had that conversation about it. <laughs> but yeah, Slayer fans are gonna Slayer fans, and a lot of them were like. Yeah, bring our Slayer already. <laughs> Even though they were setting up for Amon Amarth, because Amon Amarth had like this giant Viking ship as like a prop for their yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it's more like stage. Slayer, Slayer. No, Slayer. it's Slayer. Oh, that's the general. The guy that was right next to me was yelling out, "Bring out Slayer already!" Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> but that quickly changed as soon as he started playing, because everybody was just like, "Why the hell do they have all these like, like?" Why is there a giant ass ship on stage? <laughs> yeah. Like there was literally a guy that asked that, and then when they started playing, that guy was just running circles in the pit, like <laughs> no problem whatsoever. Yeah. But 
I was on it, and I forget what group it was before Amano Mars, but I was in the pit for that whole set too. And then halfway through the Amano Mars set, I got tired. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to chill in the middle. So I just started chilling in the middle because from the very start, there was one guy that was headbanging from the very start of that set all the way to the end. <laughs> yeah. So I just went right there and then I just started headbanging with him. My friend also got tired, so he joined me. And there's just some random dude next to me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this. So I put my arm around his shoulder and I put my arm around my, my friend's shoulder. And we all just start headbanging <laughs> together. Yeah. So it's just the three of us. And then other people start getting tired too. So they go to the middle and then they join. At the end, I think we had like seven or nine people just lined up in the middle with like 15 people just running around us. <laughs> this was in a fire pit too. So there was just a fire oh like God. just in front of us. That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was great. It was fun. Was it Anthrax before then? It might have been. Oh, this is here. Which year was this? Um, I don't remember. God. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. I've been to so many of those shows. Is 2019, it, maybe? So it was no, not no, fast, right? Yeah. Not yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah, not fast. It might have been 2018. <clears throat> was it the year you started <laughs> here or the year before you started here? Yeah, I was still at Cerritos. I don't remember when, oh, okay. but I was still at Cerritos. Uh, uh, oh, wait, that was Mafes Colombia. <laughs> look up San Bernardino. It was Mafes with Mafes uh, uh, slash Ozfest. Oh, right. Right. I didn't go to both days. I went to that the day. Mm. I went to both. Yeah, Black Sabbath played the other Yeah. Because right? uh, we wanted to see it. Because uh, we had never seen Sabbath before and we wanted to see it. That is a brutal two days. He's standing out in that sun yes. all day. Two days in a row. Uh, I mean, I was also a lot younger back then, so. Yeah. <laughs> I had that energy. Okay, yeah, it was not that one. No, I don't even know when this is. There's Slayer, Amon yeah, Mark. It was, oh, that it was one. Anthrax. It was Anthrax right before. It was Anthrax, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anthrax is always fun, man. They're great. Live. Yeah. They're so good live. Oh. Yeah, I his saw kid was, His kid was on the stage at that show, like right next to He was, was like headbanging <laughs> on the side of the stage. Oh, with, I think uh, Scott I Ian's it. kid. Yeah. With, with uh, a bit of models right there. And I, I took a bunch like of pictures this. of him. I was laughing. Yeah. Very, nice. very cute. This is going on to the amalgamation. What do you think about the lake? The what? The lake. It was pretty cool. Um, I need to give it a, 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 fre a, a fresh start listen because, yeah. like, there was a lot of potential to it because I missed so much of it trying to figure out my headphone thing. Yeah. It wouldn't be fair to say yes or no. Oh, okay. So I'm a, I got to give it another shot. That's understandable. Uh, I recommend listening to Hammer Hearts as well, the album. Okay. So get, <laughs> get your ass on that too. Okay. All right. Yeah, this is what I meant about like the whole group basically singing together type of thing. Yeah. Even the drummer? I don't think the drum. I think the drummer is the only one that doesn't sing oh. with them. So I wouldn't be surprised because it's literally just a four piece. Right. That sweet thing. I, I can check. That tremolo picking. 
That's cool. I, I like when fucking bands, you know, explore different techniques and shit in their playing. Cause like it, it's it's cool to fucking just sweep the shit out of a solo. But if all you're gonna do is sweep, I'm gonna get bored. Yeah. As cool as it is. Right. All right. So I really like when when there's different techniques being used. Um, that's why some of my solos have different techniques in them too. Like. I got one that has tapping in it as well as uh, tremolo picking and then yep. yeah. <clears throat> this band opened for Iron Maiden, I remember. Like one tour. I mean, oh I, yeah, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. I I wasn't there for that, but I do remember that. I remember the ad for it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was the first time I was gonna see them, and then just wasn't able to go because of money. But I mi- I've missed a couple Iron Maiden concerts over the years because I just didn't have the money for it. And then the first time I had the money for it, my cousin Taco, the one of the OG co-hosts, yeah, he had been the one telling me about the other shows, and he had gone to them. And then when I had the money and was able to go, I told him he's like, I can't go. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> It's amazing they started in 75 and they're still thriving. It's insane. insane. So insane. Yeah. I've seen them twice. I'm happy. I don't think I'm going to try to see them again. Because I can't be spending almost $300 on tickets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And this is is Raise Your Horn. Hell fucking Do you have a horn at home? (sighs) No. there's the investment, folks. Yeah. That metal horn so he can feel feel yes. more <laughs> connected. He can pour his beer into his horn while he's we, sitting there listening to him on a mark. Yeah. yeah. I have contemplated <laughs> buying a, a drinking horn, honestly. Oh, yeah. I've, I've thought about it several cool times. Ones. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this, this song, when I first heard it, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Let's fucking go. Yeah. And then I'm like paying attention to the guitar work, and I'm like, "This is not that hard, <laughs> right?" I was like, "I wonder if I could learn this." And then, sure enough, I fucking learned it. And then it's it's funny because I didn't know what tuning these guys were in in the beginning, because um, as, as cool as riffs are and all that, I don't really pay attention to tunings. Oh, I just hear something really cool. I'm like, all right, like, you know, I, I'm going to try to replicate that. Then that's when I figure out what tuning people are in. Yeah. So when I realized that they're essessentially in B standard, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, let's fucking go. So I grabbed my fucking Explorer or my Thunder Horse. And uh, I was like, I'm not getting low enough. What's going on? They're in fucking drop A. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. It's fucking cool, but like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, like it's this type of shit that I really like, and like uh, in the Viking metal stuff. Um, and, and this is more of a stretch than some of their other stuff, of course. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like about drinking stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Viking strength. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, but like Twilight of the Thunder Gods. Uh, oh yeah, that, that was a classic. Fucking great tune. Um, you know, shit, shit like that. Uh, that's yeah. what I think. Of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's very broad spectrum now. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, 
that being said, it's just about time for us to GTFO. So, uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us for the last hour and a half and getting on this crazy journey, finishing out the fucking 80s of metal. Yep. Um, what are we going to be talking about next time? 90s. Uh, yeah, I know, but... I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. I already closed the, the map of metal, oh, okay. but... Um, but I don't know what uh, I don't know where we're starting. Okay. I'll figure it out. All right. But yeah, we're gonna start in the '90s next next week. Nice. Uh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Gonna gonna get into more nuanced shit because this is where everything starts branching, and then those branches start branching, and then those branches start <laughs> branching, and so on. Yeah. So it's gonna get it's gonna get pretty hectic. Yeah. Really fast, and mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's um. It's time for us to go for today. So yeah, thanks so much for hanging out with us. You could follow us on Instagram at official pedal to the metal all one word, and uh, uh, that has a link tree where you could follow our links for all of our other pages: our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, our uh, Discord server. You can check out our merch shop where we have a bunch of really cool things. Um, we have the website which needs to be updated, but it's relatively up to date right now. So definitely check that out i need to delete a page that we're just not using anymore so okay that's the only reason the the newest update hasn't gone live and since uh, i haven't gone home to okay. do it so anyway uh so definitely yeah check out all of our stuff and then of course you can check out the show archives on uh spotify google podcasts apple podcasts and i think the anchor link is on there too if you don't have any of those it's amazing oh <laughs> uh, but yeah uh you can follow me personally at alan music perez or you can follow my band's Instagram at RenderMeInsane. Or you can follow my photography Instagram at Nature's underscore Beauty underscore AP. Gotta have a million uh, Instagram accounts. Uh, <laughs> I have fucking four. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, so yeah, you can follow me on all, all that stuff. Um, you could follow my link tree. It'll get you to some of my other shit. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. Okay, and uh, you can follow me on TikTok at Audi Metalhead, as well as Instagram, also at Audi Metalhead. Uh, and uh, I also have my YouTube channels, Audi Metalhead and Audi Metalhead Gaming. And you can find the rest on my peekers.ai slash Audi Metalhead. You can follow me at Isaac's Guitar on Instagram or uh, Isaac'sGuitar.net, ChansonDuSoir.net as well. On the That's internet. the one I haven't heard you say in so long. ChansonDuSoir. <laughs> I say it again. Chanson du soir. There we go. Um, I forgot about that for a minute there. Anyway, um, and then for Izzy, Izzy still ain't got shit to plug. Um, oh, Izzy. Well, that's actually technically not true. He, he plugs the band, but I, mean, I already did that. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so thanks so much. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Peace out. Bye-bye.